You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Hey, what's up, guys? Chris Dolly here for Breaking the Fourth Wall, and I am joined by Marilyn uh, Gigliotti. Marilyn, how you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Excellent. Well, look, uh, for everybody who doesn't know, you've been waiting for this uh, for this interview for a while. I've promoted that I was going to be interviewing Marilyn, and unfortunately, the video has taken forever to come out because when we did the first interview, and I say first interview because we, I have already interviewed Marilyn. <laughs> Something glitched in the matrix. So as I'm going to edit the video to be able to upload it to YouTube, I discovered there is absolutely zero sound. None. You don't hear me talking. You don't hear Marilyn talking. It was nothing. It was just dead silence for 29 minutes. So was there video? No. <laughs> no. Because oh. well, I was doing it in audio podcast only form. And there was no video. So blah. Everything was gone. I had to tuck my tail between my legs and message Marilyn and said, would you mind me interviewing you again? <laughs> and luckily, she was gracious enough to go ahead and say, well, you know what? You were kind of a goofball and an idiot last time, but sure, we'll go ahead and do this again. I didn't say that. <laughs> so we'll call this take two. <laughs> I will say this much in the interview. I, I do have the uh, the the description and everything set up for when I release the video on YouTube and all. And I do already have your GoFundMe and your Indiegogo uh, set up to be able to put in the description. So that way, as we'll talk about in any interview, that people could go click on those links to be able to uh, donate and support the projects that are up and coming. Nice. Thank you. So let's start things off the way we normally start off an interview. Go ahead and tell everybody about yourself. You are an actress, director, writer, producer. Um, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I did write something, but I wouldn't consider myself a writer. <laughs> Not really. But, but yes, actor, um, I've directed already, producer, um, hair and makeup artist, photographer so <laughs> a lot of hats a lot of hats jack of all trades gotta be out here you know um it's it's california does not make it easy um you've you've got to wear the many hats you have to wear do many things to to just be able to afford uh to live out here um right keep a roof over your head uh, you know and feed yourself and all that kind of stuff and so yeah, you know, keep busy. Unfortunately, it is kind of like the center of the entertainment universe, but unfortunately, it's just you have to pay to play. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, well, for most people, they would obviously recognize you from the movie Clerks, but you have a full IMDb of so many other things you've been involved with. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little taste of some of the other things that you've done, that, especially that you're most proud of? Um, well, you know, I, I, I don't... I'm one of those people that I do not like to pick out any one particular thing. I don't like, a, I don't have a favorite of anything because honestly, it's like I feel like it's too difficult to actually have to choose out of so many things right. to 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 dwindle it down to one. Um, and so I, I enjoy all the products projects that I've worked on, um, many independent films, uh, you know, in, in many capacities, especially if they're 
low budget independent films, you know, you try to help out in whatever capacity that you can because it's it, there is only a very um, small crew for a lot of these projects. Uh, so even if I'm in there for a hair and makeup, it's like, well, they need me to move something, I'll go and move it. And, and if, as long as I'm able to and, and not, I'm not going to hurt myself or hurt hurt the item, especially. <laughs> right. Because somebody, somebody's time and effort went into creating it, more than likely, if it's a prop or a set. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know what? There's, so, there's nothing wrong with that mindset. I mean, when you think about, uh, again, I'm going to use a lot of Star Wars uh, uh, references because I'm a huge Star Wars geek, but I mean... That's kind of what catapulted Harrison Ford's career. Uh, was he, he? You know, he did a little work for George Lucas on American Graffiti, but he wasn't in the role of Han Solo for for Star Wars. He was the carpenter building sets, and he helped read lines to other actors. Nice. And in turn, that's what got him the Han Solo role. So it, it wow. never hurts to do everything you possibly can. Right, Cause, exactly. Because you never know when you're going to break into. Right, and that's the thing, too. Um, a lot of films that you work on, you don't know where some of these people are then going to wind up. Uh, they they could be just, you know, the background extra or, or the, you know, second or third AD or, or um, PA, but eventually they kind of wind up being people who may do something and get a name for themselves. So you just never know. It's always good to kind of... I'm bad at keeping in touch with people, but I don't make enemies. <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely a great thing. Um, <laughs> coming from coming from the world of professional wrestling, burning bridges is absolutely a terrible... I can imagine it's that way in everything, but in, in pro wrestling, like reputation is everything. So yeah. if, if you burn your bridge, it, it'll follow you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No matter definitely. where you go. Um, and, you know, as as big as this business is, it's very small. And, you know, you do eventually wind up. It's like, oh, you know, you know, so-and-so? Oh, I know so-and-so. It's like, oh, you know that person, too? Oh, wow. Small world. Right. Yeah. Even even if if you have no connection in any way, shape or form, i.e. like you're you're an independent film actress, but, you know, not saying you do, but, you know, Marilyn Manson. You know what I mean? For, for, for just like an out of the blue name. It's like or, nobody would ever connect Marilyn with Marilyn. And it's right. like, but or no, we're good friends. Know that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, of course, you know, uh, for those who don't know, you did start off as a uh, stage actress. Did you keep up with that after breaking into film or? Um, so once I moved to California, um, I didn't do as much stage, but I did some, and 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 that's one thing as well. With a uh, several of at that time, anyway, um, acting uh, some other people that I went to that I took acting classes with, we kind of uh, got together and we put a, a stage to play together. Okay. It was a series of three one acts that all kind of took place in a bedroom. Um, so we put that together and our acting coach, who just happened to be Richard Klein at that time, Three's Company's Larry. Nice. Um, he he directed the, the plays for us. And so we did pretty well. I mean, uh, we did a small profit, but 
that was actually pretty good considering. Um, or I can't remember. It's like we either made a small profit or we broke even, which even still, I mean, in this day and age, to just break completely even, great. Um, because it was a couple weekends that we did it. And so uh, that was actually fun to put together. But the one thing, one thing I've I've gotten from the last interview I did with you and, and the conversation we're having now is uh, the one th- one of the things I love about you, besides the fact that you're a very friendly and approachable person, is it it really does seem like you have more of a love of the entertainment aspect than a love of wanting to be uh, the next Keanu Reeves, for example, or 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 you know live in the the, the fifteen car mansion. You know, it's, it's 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 not about the money as much as it's about the art and, and making sure that the art gets out to the people. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, I mean, for me, I fell in love with acting, fell in love with being able to speak my word and actually have it, uh, you know, people interested in hearing what I have to say. Um because I grew up as a middle child, and I think that should be enough said. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'm someone that I've never felt heard. I mean, it's actually, still sometimes I don't feel heard. Um, and in fact, the monologue that I did for Clerks has it speaks to that effect that right. I don't feel like anybody ever sees me or hears me. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do love the aspect of entertaining, being someone whom I'm not or being someone who I am or, or finding that person within me. Um, it's not to say that I will work for free. Uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to. I will not. You know, I did that at one point. I did it enough. And, um, you know, and I'm still at a point in my life that I'm struggling to survive right so yeah this person doesn't uh do free anymore right um, i didn't want to imply that you did but i, no, I, I meant, no, yeah. absolutely not no but some people do uh, <laughs> <laughs> and by no means do i want to to be that millionaire you know that i i i'm looking to work that i'm comfortable right that i don't have to worry about the next paycheck. Um, so, I mean, it's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's about being recognized for what I do and people wanting to hire me for their next project. Well, definitely, definitely recognition is, a, is, a, is, is definitely a key thing. And I don't think you're as ignored as maybe the middle child is telling you. Because, uh, again, when, when Steve Joyner, the, the publicist who, who works with Realm of the Miss Entertainment, who was the one that you know introduced me to you? He told me he told me, yeah, I've got uh, Marilyn Gigliani. I could get her on your show too. And my thir- first thought is Veronica from Clerks. Oh hell yeah! You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it, I I know typecasting is like a a terrible word for for actors and actresses, but at the same time, I also look at it as a double edged sword. Nobody's ever going to forget Veronica. Well, I, I, thank you. Um. No, but, 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 (laughs) 
I mean, I get many of people saying it's like Marilyn. It's like you're you. You're you're Veronica. You're this. It's like look, I I get that. I I understand that. But it's like you you have to see it from my perspective. Right. I see what's out there. I I am in no way um, belittling what role I play in this. Right. But in no way as well am I see, saying that it's going to be more than it actually is. Um, I, I'm, I'm a realist. Right. And, you know, I, I know from my perspective where I sit, as I say, on the totem pole. Um, I don't know. It's like, I, yeah, that's the best way that I can say it. You know, um, there, you know, I, I see things that where I'm left out and, and where, um, you know, just like for, for conventions, you know, the, the mm-hmm. promoters don't see the value in bringing me so, to meet the fans as much as I would like it to be. It's like, and I, I get that, you know, for them, it's about making money it's for, for, for everybody. It's about making money. Um, they want to be able to know that they're going to see a return in, in, in their investment walk through that door. Um, but the simple fact of the matter is, it's like I, you know, as much as I try to get myself or, or any of us, any actor tries to go to conventions, it's not up to us. It's up to the promoters. Right. So, you know, whenever I have people come to me and ask me, it's like, oh, go here, go there. And I'm like, I'd love to. I really would <laughs> love to. It's like, but it's not up to me. Right. It's, it's up to the promoter. Okay. Well, I, I, again, I, I don't. I, I promised you in the first interview. I'm, I'm keeping that promise this time around too. I'm not going to just harp on the clerks thing, but I mean, oh, that's as, that. But that's that. I'm. You know what? But not to to cut you off there. It's no, like no, please. That that's part of my life. I I'm not I'm not one of those actors where it's like I don't want to talk about this. It's like no, I'm fine with that. That that is what created this right otherwise i wouldn't have this right oh that that that's that's where i was going with it is uh you know how do you feel that no matter what goes on from this point forward in your career um that you will always be one of the uh six let's call it six main characters of a cult film that you know it's very polarizing there's other people that absolutely love it or people that absolutely hate it because of the dialogue the vulgarity uh the subject matter but in yeah. in the overall terms of it it really is a low budget independent film that became a true cult classic and you are a part of that yeah and i i i think at this point it's it's more beyond a cult classic at this point that's fair you know um because at one at one point, is, is it a cult classic? And at one point, is it um, oh, what's the word I want to use? Darn it! <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't think of the word. But yeah, you, you know, it, it's 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 part of history. It's, it's it's you know, right? Classic or or whatever, or just even a classic. I don't. I but there's there's another word I want to use. I can't think of it. Because this brain just doesn't work all the time anymore. <laughs> oh, on, I was thinking. I was thinking underground phenomenon was was the first word I wanted to use before uh, cult classic because it really was a a 
as we described before, and people know if they ever watched uh, Shooting Clerks or, or the Clerks 10 DVD, whatever the case may be, it, it really was a little to no budget film shot by a guy who sold his comic book collections after he dropped out of film school to, you know, to, to, to make a film about working at a convenience store. And he damn near basically just hired friends or, or yeah. you know, whatever, because he couldn't afford a full-on budget. I mean, the film was made for, what, $23,000? Um, I think was the total. I think it was actually uh, just over 27000 something like that. Okay, 27000 And at first, it was it was loved by critics, for, from what I understand, but, like, the... the or not critics, but fans, but like the film industry itself hated it, <laughs> especially yeah. Weinstein. Well, well, uh, uh, not not to who counted though. Um, Siskel and Ebert, they 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 actually liked it, the film, and so that was pretty good. That, I mean, that I is pretty good. That that when. The review was coming out by Siskel and Ebert. I, I was on pins and needles. Like, oh, my God, are they going to love it or hate it? <laughs> um, and then they even pronounced my name right. So I was like, nice. Okay. <laughs> well, from the stories from the stories that I heard about Clerks, and this will be the last thing before we move on here on that, um, I will state this. And I, I this is the one. I didn't do it in the first interview because I promised I wouldn't mention 37. But we are talking about how the, the film finally took off, got picked up by uh, Miramax and, and Dimension and and all um which of course was Harvey Weinstein and the story that i understand it is Harvey came to Cannes and everything else to see clerks and he would always walk out during the argument about the anti smoking because at the time Harvey was a heavy smoker and mm-hmm. somebody i think it was Bob Hawk finally got him in there one time to sit him down it's like look you are not allowed to get up and leave until you hear the number 37 <laughs> so when it got to I the... did not hear that story. I mean, I knew that he had walked out uh, during the first uh, screening, and that somebody did get him into this, you know, to watch it. That's like that he had to sit down and watch it and give it a chance. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that it was that. Well, from from the documentaries I watched, it was that point where he where he was told you you're not allowed to leave till you hear thirty seven. Okay. And at that point, when thirty seven hit, it, it, the loudest person laughing in the theater was Bob. And from there, it was like. <laughs> There's there's the show, yeah. You know, so <laughs> I know I know I know thirty seven follows you like a like a bad bad rain cloud sometimes, but it's got to feel good that kind of clerks did take off because of really you. <laughs> your 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 well, joke. <laughs> I, I I don't know about that. I, I won't I won't take credit for that because I mean you know Kevin Kevin is the one that actually wrote it. Um, <laughs> true, so. true, very true. <laughs> but. Um, lost my train of thought. <laughs> lost my train of thought. That's all right. But uh, <laughs> but as, as you're thinking about what you're what you're trying to say, I'll go ahead and move this forward a little bit here to uh, modern day. The last time we talked, you were telling me about a film project that you were working on uh, with some other people and an idea that, that, that kind of mixed with an idea that you had for yourself. Uh, you guys will see in this video in the description down below, there are links to an Indiegogo and a GoFundMe page. Guys, donate to this. I'm going to get Marilyn to talk about it now. Uh, this, this is an interesting project. I definitely want to be, uh, a part of it as far as like donating myself. Uh, as a matter of fact, I probably, yesterday was payday, so I can actually donate to it. So, <laughs> 
So uh, I'm going to donate to it, to it myself, and uh, I, I want to see this created. Go ahead, Mary. Thank tell you. us, tell so, us about your new project. Yeah, so um, I am involved with a group of eight, eight other people, uh, but we call our fr ourselves Friends Who Film. And we, we formed the group back in 2017. Okay. Um, and basically, the, in January of 2017, I had just gotten back from shooting a short film in Utah. And for several years, I had been thinking, it's like, ah, okay, I want to I wanna start directing. I, 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 I want to go that step further now. Right. And um, I'd had an idea for a short film for a good portion of my time that I've been living out here in California. And I've been here 22 years now. Um, but, you know, the, it, before digital, there was just, you know, I, I there was no way I was going to be able to make it. Right. Um, and then uh, once digital came out, you know, well, as more affordable as things are to do now it still takes money <laughs> right of course and uh i've never been very well off financially especially out here <laughs> <laughs> um so yes then crowdfunding came out but i it was something that i just found very difficult to do i'm one of those people that i find it very difficult to ask for help of any kind, right? But especially money, um, and I've I've found myself in situations where I've had to do that. Um, but for the past few years, it's like, okay, I know I can really do this short film for, gosh, almost nothing. Um, but it's that nothing is still a few thousand dollars, right? And I'm like, ah, oh, I really don't want to beg for money. No, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. Um, and then after seeing so many crowdfunding projects, you know, being done and and I, I and doing other people's short films, finally I just said to myself, "F it, <laughs> 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 um, get over yourself, do the crowdfunding." So I started just doing my homework. I talked to someone who's done crowdfunding. I think it was doing my pre-production. It's like, what was I going to need? What was I going to do? It's like, I've got some people that I already know. I, I had, um, I have a DP that I've worked with before on other short, uh, shorts or feature length films for other, with other people and stuff, friends. It's like, all right, I'll get in touch with him, you know, see how much it, it'll, because I will not, here's the other thing. I did not want to do my project without paying people. I didn't want to do it on favors. Right. Um, and it, yes, it wouldn't have been what they would be worth, but at least the minimum of what's out there on uh, as far as like uh, you know union and stuff like that. The the, the bare minimum. Right. Um, and uh, so I was. I started doing that. I was two weeks in when I had these friends of mine contact me and say, we'd like to talk to you about some projects that we have going on. It's like, okay, great. So they were forming this group. It wasn't called Friends Who Film at that time. It, there was no name to it. Um, but we've got these shorts. We're going to be doing them. And they're an anthology, anthology series. And we'd like you to 
be involved in three of them as an actor. I was like, great, okay. And I told them what I was doing. I was like, well, just bring it on board and we'll add it to the mix. Right. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay. Um, I read all their scripts. I really liked their scripts. And so we just kept meeting. You know, We had a weekly meeting. And we just kind of set up the process of our names and all this kind of stuff. And we set up the crowdfunding. Um, but it's, it's been a long process. Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's already been a year since we did the crowdfunding. And last December, we, I mean, we didn't get a whole heck of a lot of money, but we got enough to shoot three of the short films that we, sh- that we had of the scripts. And one of them I directed. Okay. Um, it's, uh, was written by one of the other uh, members. Uh, her name's Shelby Lee. And she didn't have anybody attached as far as directing. She didn't want to direct it herself because she wrote it for herself. And so I was like, I'll direct it. <laughs> uh, I, I loved the script. And I'm like, okay. So then, you know, we've got two others. Now, ideally, we were s- supposed to shoot my short um, with two others, but I lost my lead actor at the time because he then got uh, another job that actually paid a hell of a lot better than I, what I was able to give him. Right. Um, and it was uh, it was and I think it was a Marvel thing. Okay. Although although I believe that it was canceled. Oh. Uh, so I'm not going to say I'm not going to say what it was or anything like that. But um, so yeah. So but once we shot those three, we had no money to edit anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though someone gave us a pretty good deal, we it's still you know it was going to be quite a bit of money for each um, short to be edited. I mean from sound putting it together color correction music it just it was you know right. it's gonna be a lot oh absolutely um yeah so but now uh, we found someone who's going to give us an even better deal um one of the group members was working with this guy in a, in, in a post-production house that does uh, electronic press kits okay I, I i don't know what it's called um i'm bad at that <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so they kind of, they both lost their jobs, and so here's an editor who kind of needs a job. He's like, "I'll do it," you know. So it's like, "Okay, great." <laughs> so that process is going to be starting pretty soon. Um, but you know, in some respects, sometimes I wonder. It's like maybe I should have just stuck to me doing my project and just been involved in theirs as an actor um, and just concentrated on mine because I feel like. Mine would have been out already. Why? Right. It would have probably done festivals, and and then I could have gone on because I, the purpose for doing or directing a short film is I have a full length, um, film that I want to direct, and that's where I really need someone to come in with some money. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, who's going to give me money? I've never directed anything before. Well, I mean, at the same time, though, um, if the story's there, I imagine somebody will buy it if you shop it to the right person. I don't know. I don't know the story. I don't know the script or, or anything like that. And in fact, I was going to ask about the short stories. That was going to be my next question. Was it without spoiling anything? If you can give some details of some of some of what the shorts are about for people that may donate. But uh, 
you know, with the with well, the full length. There's actually there's actually a description uh, about the shorts on the Indiegogo uh, page. Okay. Each each of the shorts has a quick little description or or synopsis of 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 what it's about. Uh, they're okay. like the title of it and then what it's about. Okay. Well, you guys can check out the Indiegogo uh, in the in the link uh, in the description down below to be able to uh, check out what the what the the shorts of the films are going to be. Uh, obviously, spoiler free. They don't want to give away the plot, you know. But uh, <laughs> well, and they're all right. It's like there's eight short films or nine. Right. Um, and they and, all interconnect in some way, even though they're independent well, stories. Even that's even that's misleading. They don't interconnect at all. Oh, okay. They're anthologies. They all stand alone. Um, it's just they all have a theme to them, and that's a handwritten letter. Okay. So that that's that's the connection I was I was misunderstanding. It wasn't that the, the whole entire story kind of interconnects, but there's uh, right. there's one for lack of a better term, there's one MacGuffin that kind of ties all these together in some way, shape, or form. Well, and but no, it's not even the same letter. They all it's again. Right, it's just a letter. A letter. Okay. To to each story. Okay. That's that's yeah. definitely neat. <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> neat. But uh, can you tell us anything about the full length project you want to do? Um. So this is something that I've actually optioned from another writer. Okay. And there have been times in the because I took a three year option on it, and in the two and a half. For a little over two and a half years that I've had it, it's like there have been times where it's like, oh, okay, no. <laughs> um, but all I can say, it will not be anything that anybody will have thought that I would attach myself to because it's it's a pretty heavy piece. Okay. Uh, it deals with child molestation, uh, domestic violence. Um, so, you know, very, very light pieces. Oh, yeah. so- sounds like a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is, the thing that drew me to this was that, um, back in 2013, I believe it was, okay. uh, I auditioned for a reading of this script at that time. It was something very personal and very, very much that I connected with because of, of what had happened in my life okay. not too long before that. So I was very drawn to it. Um, and the person who put the reading together, they did attempt to produce it as well, um, but nothing ever came of it. Um, and so I had told the writer, because I just I wanted something unique, something very special for me to be able to direct and that just happened to be it and so i told the the writer it's like look if this becomes available i'd like to be able to to be the one to to do it okay um and so uh we put a contract together and so uh, it's like but it's quickly running out that option you know well let me let me ask you i know i know money is a is a major issue to begin with but ideally for the roles, because obviously besides somebody to write the script and, and, and to, to find, I don't really know the movie business that well, so <laughs> it may sound like I'm more talking out my rear end than, than know what I'm talking about here. But I know there's a lot of processes and a lot of deals as far as like promotion about selling it to studios to, to, to release it or, or 
uh, whatever the case may be. But uh, the main thing that brings the story together is the people that you put in front of the, the camera, the actors, the actresses, the people who yeah. bring the characters to life. Is this a film, in your opinion, is this a film where you would want, like, name actors and actresses, people people that people would recognize? Or is this one of those films where, because of the subject matter and the story itself, like, you would really love to get some unknowns to really drive home this uh, being, like, an every everyday type story? Right. Well, a, cu- a couple a couple things on that. Because, yes, you do you do want some notable actors. Now, the the... the the other singular problem, if you want to call it that, with the the feature is the it's not it's not a feature for theatrical release. It's right. more of a lifetime movie, right? Of deal. And after I had it for about a year, I realized this. Um. Because, yeah, I was thinking, it's like, all right, you know, getting a theatrical release, it's going to be a little bit difficult for this. But I'm like, okay, you know, it's a possibility. But um, a friend of mine, he just happened to be in a Lifetime movie. And so, and I've seen Lifetime movies before on Hallmark channels and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, after seeing him in that, I'm like, oh, my God, this, this is the venue for that. Right. So... So I think that made it a little bit easier. But even still, though, I haven't gone to Lifetime because the thing is, they may want to do it themselves. Right. They may not want me to direct it. So they may just buy it outright. And I'm like, well, and then or they may wait till the option runs out and then go straight to the director. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. They may or may not do this, and may, they may they may not even like it or want it. You know, I, I don't know, um, but I just feel that that's actually the perfect venue. So I have kind of gone through the IMDb and uh, looked at uh, certain people um, because this is also uh, I'm trying to make it a diverse piece as far as ethnic. Right. Uh, boundaries and stuff like that um because that's the way it was written and i want to keep it that way right um uh at you know a certain point i thought about well maybe i'll i'll do one of uh the lead actors on there but i i I don't want to direct an actor it's like i'll either do one or the other and so so i want to just put my director hat on there and (laughs) um but i I definitely want to get some maybe not even well-known so I don't know if I'll be able to afford well well-known but maybe semi-known right and coming kind of a thing and kind of intermix it with the uh, unknowns in some way shape yeah. or form yeah okay well I definitely I definitely want to know and I'm gonna say definitely for realm of the mist entertainment I would love for you to come back and keep us abreast and of course, you have an open invitation anytime you want to come. Thank you. You know, um, but we are wrapping up on time. So the biggest thing, last time we had a conversation, I gave you the uh, the off the wall question. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have them, so we're not doing them. In fact, I'm gonna okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do it this way for you. Uh, okay. I think this would be a lot better. Now, your 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 life has been. Uh, surrounded into the acting business 
and even though you haven't had the, uh, as some people would call it, the, the, the quote, and I'm using quotations for those listening to the audio podcast, the big break, if you will, into mm-hmm. mainstream Hollywood, you've enjoyed a very fruitful acting and directing and being a part of the film industry career. What advice would you give to those looking to get into the film industry? Oh, my gosh. There's so much. <laughs> <laughs> Because a lot of people look at it as a place to to get fame and fortune, but it's it's it shouldn't be about that. Um, and then when they see that they you know they just go head in without thinking of what it is that they need to know to become an actor and to be working in this field, you know, whether it be on stage or whether it be um, on, on set in front of a camera, um, you just got to train. You got to do the homework, got to figure out what it is out there that they have to do, what, what your headshots are, what they should look like and what they shouldn't look like. Um, and, and I'm not saying that they have to go to college for this either because I feel, honestly, that going to college is putting yourself in extreme debt that I don't think is really necessary to become an actor. There are a lot of actors out there acting coaches that that offer better training that you're going to get in college. But I feel if you have to, if you feel like you have to go to college, um, make sure that you make marketing one of your at least minor Right. Because the thing that we have to do as actors a majority of the time is market ourselves. And um, so many of us don't know how to do that. I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit it's like I fall short on that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, train, train, train and do the homework and learn what it is that we got to do to, to be in this business. Because it's... Pure luck anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the big thing. I used to tell that to people when I trained them for for professional wrestling. You have to go through uh, at minimum six months of extraneous training. And, and of course, we call paying your dues with, like, the setup and tear down of the ring and shows and and stuff. But the biggest thing I used to tell my students is be happy when you get your first match. Mm-hmm. That you are now a professional wrestler, but if you're in here to to try to make it to the WWE and the six figures a year and you know national division every single day, you're in for a disappointment because unless you're something special, you are one of about ten million in the world looking for the exact same brass ring. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's a disappointment. It's it's more of a rude awakening, right? <laughs> you know, it's that it's no it's no shot on how talented you are or aren't, or how marketable you are or aren't. It, it sometimes it does come down to just being the right place at the right time. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, look, as an actor, and again, this comes down to the marketing. It's like we if we go on auditions or if we're looked at by casting and production. Mm-hmm. Not, not even so much casting, but production itself. They go to social media. They look at the numbers that are following us. And they will cast based upon your social media following. So if I've only got 5,000 people and I 
knocked it out of the park in that audition. But this other person who's like, well, she was she was all right, you know, but she has a million followers. Guess who's getting it? See, I don't I don't agree with that because I think I, I don't need it, but you know, it's, that's the reality of it. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's the reality of the world is it's marketability. But uh, I, I would I would almost think the best the, the best idea isn't so much that. And again, this is why I'm not in the film industry. <laughs> is quality over quantity. I would rather somebody who serves the story. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> yeah, but what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. It's just you know uh, what what is fair in this world. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what, Marilyn? I feel absolutely, totally blessed because I got to interview you twice. And I, Thank you. I'm almost part of me is almost glad the first one didn't work out. So that way I got this opportunity to do it again. Thank, Thank you. You know what? I feel like this was so much better. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Especially <laughs> since it was on the fly. But I definitely. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Even on my part, too. It's like I felt like I was just. Ugh, I don't know. It just it was not, was not working on my end. <laughs> All right. So outside of the uh, outside of the the links down below, the Indiegogo, Indiegogo, and God, a tongue tie every time I want to say that, Indiegogo and the uh, GoFundMe pages. Where can everybody find you or find information about your projects if they want to get in contact with you or if they'd like to help in some way, shape, or form? So I am on Instagram, Marilyn Gigliotti. Uh, I'm on Twitter, that Clerks Girl. And my Facebook is Marilyn Gigliotti fan page. All right. And of course, guys listening, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you could you could subscribe, thumbs up, share this video out, comment down below. If you got some questions you want to ask uh, Marilyn, please leave it in the comment sections down below. I'll make sure she gets them. Uh, I will hopefully have her back on again sometime soon. <laughs> Maybe we'll even read them on air live. But also, I have been passing her in contact information around to some of my other buddy con uh, uh, podcasters who, as I stated in the first video, as soon as I stated I was I – was, uh, interviewing veronica they were all like oh you lucky bastard so when uh when marilyn and i first contacted for the first interview i told her about that she's well tell them tell them they can interview me instead of set up an appointment so i i shifted <laughs> off hard to contact. <laughs> so i shipped it off to a couple of my buddies they're gonna if they haven't already they're going to be contacting so hopefully you'll be hearing a lot more from marilyn uh, but guys like share comment subscribe check out all the other great podcasts of realm of the myths entertainment either here on youtube or at uh anchor.fm or wherever quality podcasts can be heard again marilyn thank you so so much Had, thank you christopher i hope you have a very blessed day and guys we will catch you on the next breaking the fourth wall <laughs>